Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word every day for a few minutes, about 13 minutes or so. In so doing, that helps keep us strong in our faith and even growing in our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But being in God's Word every day, even for just a few minutes, helps us in so many other ways. It helps keep us focused on a relationship with God, helps keep us focused on our soul and on eternity because it's coming. But it also helps us to have a more spiritual-based mindset to be able to deal with all the day throws at us. And these days throw a lot at us, but every day throws a lot at us. Now, you know people in your life who need to change their focus. They need to become more spiritually minded, more spiritually focused. They need to be thinking about their relationship with God. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, maybe some other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven for all of eternity by sharing these short studies with them. That'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, asking the question, how can I come back to the Lord? Now, for some people, that might sound like a strange question because, well, for some people, they've never come to the Lord in the first place. They need to get that straight. Jesus extended the great invitation in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, when he said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, what he's talking about there is basically come to me for forgiveness, for salvation, for eternal life, for redemption. You'll find rest for your souls. You'll find the peace that comes from knowing that you're in Christ, forgiven, saved, in a right relationship with God. Well, that's the first step. We've got to come to Christ. We talked about that. We studied about that in depth in a previous series of studies. Now, in this particular study, we're asking the question, What if I fall away from faithfulness to Christ? What if I turn away from him and back into sin, living my old lifestyle or some similar old lifestyle that is sinful in nature? What if I do that? What if I become unfaithful? Well, how can I come back to the Lord? If I come to my senses and realize what I've done and and I'm unhappy and I want to come back, I want to be right with God, how do I come back to the Lord? Well, that's what we're talking about in this particular series of thoughts and studies. How can I come back to the Lord? Now, first, we need to recognize, as we pointed out, that I can fall from grace. I can fall from salvation once I have been saved. There are a lot of people out there who will teach you, oh, no, 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 that's impossible. Well, not only is it impossible, but it happens all the time. Sin separates us from God. If we go into a lifestyle of sinfulness again after having already been forgiven 
and saved, the same consequence bears. Sin separates us from God. Isaiah 59 in verse 2. The wages of sin is death. Romans 6 in verse 23. Peter talks about how a person who comes to Christ, who is saved, and then goes back into the ways of the world, he says the end for him is worse than it had been in the beginning for him. Now, he was already lost in sin, but he'd been forgiven. He became a Christian. He was baptized for the remission of his sins. But then he went back into the ways of the world, back into a sinful lifestyle. Peter says it's worse for him now if he does not repent than it was before he ever became a Christian. And that was eternal condemnation. Peter says it's worse, worse for him. John the Apostle wrote in 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, and both Peter and John are writing to Christians here. And John said, if you say you're without sin, you're a liar. The truth is not in you. But he says, if you're walking in darkness, that is, in the darkness of sin, of unrighteousness, ungodliness, then you're not walking with God. It does not matter that you have become a Christian, if you've gone back into a sinful lifestyle, you're not walking with God anymore. You've walked away from God, and you have to come back to him. You need to confess your sins and, of course, seek God's forgiveness through prayer, and you can be forgiven again. The blood of Christ continues to cleanse us from the guilt of our sin as long as we continue to walk with him. And, if, and when we see when we make a mistake, we repent of that and come to God for forgiveness through prayer in the name of Christ. The Hebrews writer, as we noted in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 through 6, talks about what a terrible situation it is once you have been cleansed of the guilt of your sins to go back into sin. Now, again, we're not talking about stubbing our toe here and there, making a mistake, losing control of ourselves for a moment and committing a sin. We're talking about going back into a lifestyle of sinfulness, walking away from faithfulness to God and to Jesus Christ. We're no longer living the Christian life faithfully. We're, we've gone back into a lifestyle of sinfulness. And the Hebrews writer says that's that's a terrible situation. There's only one Savior. There's no way to God except through him. And if you've walked away from him, no hope. No hope. Well, so how do I come back to Christ? I need to come back to him, again, humbling myself in recognition and admitting that I'm a sinner in need of forgiveness. Now, because I've already been baptized into Christ when I became a Christian, then I'm in a different relationship with him in seeking forgiveness this time than I was before I became a Christian, before I was baptized into Christ for the remission of my sins, Acts 2 and verse 38, so that the blood of Christ could wash away my sins, Acts 22 and verse 16. I have a different relationship and there's a different way for me to come to him for forgiveness. When I was baptized into Christ, I was, I, I, was, I was in a saved state as I came up out of those waters of baptism. And the Lord added me to his church, Acts 2, Acts 2 and verse 47. Now, before I was baptized, I was not in his church. I might have believed in him 
but I was not in his church because I was not saved. In 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13, we're baptized into the body of Christ, into the church. The Lord adds us to his church when we come to salvation in him through that act of obedience that we understand as being baptism. Again, 1 Peter 3 and, uh, 3 and verse 21, baptism doth also now save us. Well, so I don't need to be baptized again because there's only one true baptism. Ephesians 4 verses 4 and 5. Just as there is only one body or church, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Holy Spirit, only one true baptism. So what do I do? How do I come back to the Lord once I have walked away from him after having come to him? I've gone back into disobedience. I've become unfaithful. I'm no longer living the Christian life after having become a Christian. What do I do? How do I come back to the Lord? In Acts chapter 8, we get something of a of a groundwork as to how I can come back to the Lord. There was a man, there was a man in um, Samaria named Simon. He had been a sorcerer. Then Philip came along and Philip began preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now Simon had quite a following apparently before Philip came along a lot of superstition. And so he would do his tricks and he would take people in and undoubtedly he made a lot of money from that. But when Philip began preaching the gospel of Christ, the people saw the light, so to speak, and they started being baptized into Christ. They started becoming Christians. And in verse 12, it says, when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. And then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. Well, Philip had performed tricks, but, or rather Simon had performed tricks as a sorcerer, hoodwinked people in believing, into believing that he could do these signs when he watched Philip actually performing true miracles that was a revelation to him. Wow. Can you imagine what went through his mind? This is the real deal. I can't do that. He's not, he's not tricking people. These are real miracles. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. Verse 14 of Acts chapter 8. When Peter and John came, they began laying hands on at least some of those Samaritans who became Christians. And they were passing on the gift of the Holy Spirit, or gifts of the Holy Spirit to them. Verse 18 says, When Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Oh, his mind, his way of thinking clicked back to when he was a sorcerer. He started thinking, ah, 
This is an opportunity to get rich here. Saying, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. He wanted to be the one who could pass on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Interesting. Now I say his mind clicked back to when he was a sorcerer and he thought, I can get rich at this. I'm reading in between the lines, and that's the way I'm basically concluding. He was thinking, whoa, this is really something. I can, I can be the guy again, like, when I, like I was before I was baptized, before the people started believing in Christ, and I believed in Christ, and, and I gave up all that magic trickery stuff. Now, what was Peter's response, though? In verse 20, Peter said to him, your money perish with you. Now, he had offered to buy this power. Peter says, your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. His way of thinking was wrong, badly wrong. Peter went on and said, you have neither part nor lot or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Now, he was a Christian. He had been baptized. But Peter said, your heart is not right with God. So what could he do to come back into a right relationship with God, to get his heart right with God? Peter said, repent, therefore, of this your wickedness, and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity or sin. That's how Peter told Simon he could come back into a right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Repent of his sin and pray God through Christ for forgiveness. We'll talk more about that next time. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for giving us the way to come to you to be forgiven of our sins through Jesus Christ in baptism. Thank you, Father, for giving us the way to come back to you if we have strayed away once we have been forgiven and come into Christ. Thank you for prayer, Father, the power of prayer, the blessing of prayer. Help people to see their need to come to you initially and those who have strayed away after having come to you to come back to you. Father, we pray for forgiveness. Please hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.